The following is another dynamic message by Ryan Jacobs, prophet, teacher, and leader of the Empowered Church. But the book of Isaiah, chapter number 33, verse number 6. In verse number 6 of Isaiah 33, it says, Wisdom and knowledge shall be the stability of thy times, and strength of salvation, the fear of the Lord, his treasure. Now, in our time, we can understand, this is what, you knew, what we began to understand when we entered into 2020, that the times are not as stable as they used to be. That we've entered days of instability. There's instability. If not, it's in the world, and more so in the, in the, in the very hearts and minds of men. And so we are not living in business as usual. When I call it the new normal, but it just, they cannot tell you what the new normal is. And so you, the narrative changes all the time. And if that is not enough, tomorrow when you wake up, there's a new headline. And a new headline that just introduces something to bring and aid instability. And we have to, as God's people, begin to understand that, we, that, 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 that what the world has to bring stability to the heart is not there. The word of God declares, Paul says, that the peace of God will guard your that surpasses all understanding, will guard your heart and minds in Christ Jesus. Jesus is in the world, you will have much tribulation, but take heart, I have overcome the world. He said, my peace I give you, not as the world giveth, giveth I. He has already overcome the world, and there's a certain peace that, that brings a certain stability. The word of God declares that, 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 that he is the prince of peace. And so the, the one thing that must be happening to every Christian is that there has to be stability in the life of a believer. The Christian should be stable. And it says here in the Word of God, there in, in, in chapter 33 of Isaiah, verse number 6, that we just read, and wisdom and understanding shall be the stability of thy times. It is what is stable. It is the wisdom and knowledge is stable. You must understand that he didn't say verse just anything like that. Actually, he said it in, in Isaiah 32, and we're going to read verse number 16. Then judgment shall dwell in the wilderness, and the righteousness, says it, shall remain in the fruitful field, and the work of righteousness shall be peace. You see? What is the work that righteousness must produce? What, why did you receive the gift of righteousness? Peace. Righteousness is busy working for you. One thing, peace. He says that we have received that, that, that he who knew no son became son. That, 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 that we might become. That through his act of righteousness, we might become the righteousness of God. And he says that, 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 that we received abundance of grace and gift of righteousness to rule, to reign in this life of the one man, Jesus Christ, Paul said. And we're not going to go there. This is not a Bible study. 
But understand that righteousness is supposed to work. And that job, the job of righteousness is peace. And anything that you need that, you, that must come to your life, at the very least, is peace. So you can't fluctuate up and down. You can't be like this. Your circumstance, your life, your experience, your demeanor, your mentality, the, 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 the move of God, the blessing of God, the, the everything about God, about your destiny is supposed to be stable. Very stable. And uh, your outlook beyond today, stable. And so the work of righteousness is peace. And the effect of righteousness, quietness and assurance forever. The effect what it's supposed to have. If righteousness is in your life, there should be quietness and assurance. For, it, it, it says there for what? For one day? No. For one week? No. For this month? No. For 2021? No. Forever. And so there has to be in righteousness. So many times we talk about the gift of righteousness. How we have the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. What about the work of righteousness? What about the effect of righteousness? And this is what God wants to see make manifest because this is what Jesus ever lived and make a decision for, is what he paid for, is what God, all the movement of God, that's why the kingdom of God is what, according to Romans chapter number 40, verse number 70, it says righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. Right? And so, so, so that, therefore the word says the fruits of righteousness is in all truth and goodness. And so what must be happening with us as God's children is that there has to be the effect of righteousness. And the effect of righteousness is quietness and assurance. You should be able to go in society and see who the Christian is by the effect of righteousness. Quietness and assured about the future. Absolutely. I'm not talking about the mental state. I'm talking about the spiritual reality. A spiritual substance. It is so important. Verse number 18. And my people shall dwell in, peaceable, in a peaceable habitation and in sure dwellings and in quiet resting places. My people will be working in, in, in peaceable markets, companies, jobs, industries. My people will be operating sure businesses. My people will, will be resting, will, will be there in quiet resting place. Where all the turbulence hits the world, it will not touch my people. It has always been the case of God's people never to participate in the plagues. When they had plagues, it was plagues for them. 
Right. It was specially designed plagues because of a disobedience. The enemy snuck in, but it was targeted directly at them. But God's people has never participated in any plague of the world. God's people has never participated in any pestilence of the world. God's people has never ever participated and partaken of every fam any famine in the world. You say, I will keep you alive in famine. When the believers, when we, there was a dirt for out, a pharaoh came for out the world. And the prophet Agabus got up and he signified the Bible spirit and they began to prepare. And they said, what, what part of the body of Christ would be affected by these things most? And they said, those people there. And they started to make preparation, prophecies for preparation. And, then, and, the, and the Christian church, when the, when the dirt came upon the face of the world, the Christian church said, I count, count us out. We are not participating in that one. Why? Because the word of God says, says, My people shall dwell in peaceable and the peaceable habitation and in sure dwelling places and in quiet resting places. And then he begins to talk about, about, about how what, it will, what, what will come with the hail and the storms about how his people will not participate. But in verse number, in verse number 5 of, of chapter number uh, 33, it says this, The Lord is exalted, for he dwelleth on the high. He hath filled Zion with judgment and righteousness. Why? Because of the work that righteousness does. Because of the effect that righteousness has. We just had it, and we just saw it in chapter 32. And how did he do it? How did he fill Zion with justice? Chapter 32, verse number 1. It says this. Behold, a king shall reign in righteousness, and princes shall rule in judgment. It says, a king. Isn't it the king? A king. So it says how? Shall reign how? In righteousness. What is the, the work of righteousness? The work of righteousness is peace. The effect of a king reigning in righteousness is, is, is quietness and assurance. And princes, so rule in judgment. It is ruling in this life. That is what, what Paul was saying, quoting verse, referring to verse. The, that, that we may receive the, we, we receive of the gift of righteousness. We receive the gift. And the abundance of grace that we may reign and rule in this life through the one man, Jesus Christ. Verse number 2 of chapter 32, verse says, And a man shall be an hiding place from the wind and a cover from the tempest and the rivers of water in the dry place at the shadow of a great rock in a world. A man. Does it say God? It says a man. You say, God has always brought his people a word, a movement, a sending by the Spirit through a human being, through a man. And we, we have to understand these things. And so we have to become a people that understand that the Bible says, and the church is both. At the, upon the foundation 
of the apostles and the prophets. What does a foundation do? What is the purpose of a foundation? Stability. Right? So stability is the purpose of the foundation. That is the purpose. That when the ground settles, and the movements of the earth moves, because we have this movement, the foundation will keep whatever is happening on the earth, will keep the building that's on top of it stable. Stability. And so the foundation provides the stability. It is important to understand this. You have to understand this. Why? Here it says in, 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 in Colossians chapter number one, and I have to say this because I'm just this tonight. I, I just wish to lay a foundation and, and, and uh, you know, uh, and what wisdom is and, and what we about in this conference because we, we misunderstand so many times the, the, the things. I want to say some other thing, but I, I want to lay a, a certain foundation. In, 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 uh, in uh, Colossians chapter number one, in verse number 25, he's Paul the Apostle speaking. He says, Wherefore I am, I, I am made a minister according to the dispensation of God, which is given to me for you to fulfill the, the, the word of God, even the mystery which has been from the ages and from generations, but is now made manifest to his saints. And to whom God will make known what is the riches of the glory of his mystery among the Gentiles, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory, whom we preach, Christ in you, that is, warning every man and teaching every man in all wisdom, and that we may present every man perfect in Christ Jesus. We have to, I also labor, striving to, according to his working, which worketh in me mightily. For I would that you knew what great conflict I have for you and for them at, at, at Laodicea. And, and for as many as have not seen my face in the flesh, that their hearts might be comforted by being knit together in love unto all, all riches of the full assurance of understanding. You, you see this assurance is there. And to the acknowledgement of the mystery of God and of the Father and of Christ, in whom I hid all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. You must understand these things. In 1 Corinthians chapter number 4 and verse number 1, and we, and we have been looking at, 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 at verse, I think we mentioned it on Sunday, we've been looking at the, you know, um, since last year, September, from time to time. In First Corinthians chapter 4, verse number 1, it says, Let a man so account of us as of the ministers of Christ and steward of the mysteries of God. Moreover, it is required in stewards that a man should be found favor. So he says, you know, this is how you should account of us. 
You can, you can try to view us in many ways. He's talking about the apostles. He's talking about the ministers of God. And he says, but, but what you should account us as, when you recognize us as ministers of God, we, you must understand what we are stewards. Not stewards of people. Not stewards of institutions. But stewards of the mysteries of God. Of the mysterion of Theos. Of the mysteries of God himself. And so the apostles and the prophets are the stewards of the mysteries of God. They are mysteries. They are VSV mystery, which is Christ. They must be revealed in human flesh through his church. And within Christ is hidden all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. And because it's hidden, it's, 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 it's encrypted, it means there. And because it's encrypted, it's a mystery. And so in Christ, is a, who was the mystery revealed by the Apostle Paul. Inside Christ, there are many mysteries. And the apostles are the, 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 and the prophets are the stewards of the mysteries of the Almighty God. And the church is built upon the foundation of the apostles and prophets. What made the church move in, 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 in every, you know, every age or every season in stability has been the revelation, the mysteries, the, 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 the grace that has been brought by God through the apostles and the prophets, through the ministers of God. And so we need stability. But it says wisdom and knowledge is the, stab is the stability of thy times. And so God has not, God wants, He doesn't want us to participate with any form of instability in our hour. So when you look at the news, you will be in error to think they're talking about you. You, if they, if they, if they say a stat, and they say, X percent of every person is going to succumb to this thing. You will be in error to include yourself in that statistic. If they say that X percent of the workforce will be unemployed by, by such and such a day, you will be in grave error to be the one that includes yourself in that, in that stat there. You are not part of the world's instability. You're not part of the world's ups and downs. You have no longer have the life of the flesh, but you have the life of Christ on the inside of you. It says, my people, my people will dwell in a peaceable habitation. You see, it is, it is no longer, it's no longer allowed. It's, it, not, not that it ever was, because Paul said in Acts chapter 70, that God no longer wings on our ignorance. But especially it is illegal and forbidden to still be a Christian in the year 2021 and be ignorant of who you are, what God has given, and God's desire for you. If you hear a man of God that says that you should be, you should be participating in the depths, in, 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 in everything that is negative happening in the world now, and you will be a victim and an issue, nothing you can do about it, I question, put a question mark right there of man of over the, the G.O.D. Because at the end of the day, God's desire 
is for us not to participate in the instabilities. That's why the Word of God says it in Hebrew chapter number 12. It says, we have come, you have come, and we have come unto Mount Zion, the heavenly Jerusalem. And he said, it's an innumerable company of angels. He said in the book of Isaiah that one angel killed 185,000 men. One angel. One angel was with Moses. One angel led them there. He said, it, it, we have to understand that most of what we see in the Bible is one angel. Most of the results you see is one angel. Even in the book of Revelation, it says, and one angel came and he took the devil, bound him and went chains and he was there how a thousand years. One angel. And one mighty angel that whose feet was a, was one foot was in the sea. The other one on the earth is the one that, that, that gave the prophetic book unto the apostle. It's a prophesy. It takes one normal angel to bind the devil, but one mighty angel to give the prophetic man. Says thou must prophesy. Before nations and peoples and kindreds and kings. Revelation 10 is number 11. He said, but it's yet one angel. But he says, you have come unto an innumerable. But yet today you can number, you can, you, you can number and, or you can get an estimate of how many born again Christians or confessing Christians are on the earth. Even if you take all the nominal Christians, they can never become innumerable. They are not now innumerable. You know that you, if you have seven, over 7 billion people on the face of the planet, if everyone was a Christian, they are still 7 billion. But when it talks about the angels in heaven, it says they are innumerable. The activity you see one by one. But the company, their potential, the untapped potential, innumerable. It says, you have come unto Mount Zion, the heavenly Jerusalem. And when it goes on to say that now we are having received the kingdom that cannot be, but everything that can be shaken will be. And so we have to understand what God has given to us. And so tonight, year, and we, you know, we don't have a lot of time that is left, seemingly. <laughs> Dear Jesus, I wanted to say I'm closing right now. But then I may be closing along for a very long time. But if I say I'm going to take long, then I'll be closing quickly. You see, you see how everything works? Not my will be done, but thine. God wants us to understand that wisdom, what wisdom means. Wisdom is the very thing that is missing in the world right now. What wisdom? The wisdom of God. And we have to now come to it and say, you know, our times are not stable. Out there, there's instability. But God wants these children to have, to never to participate in those things 
And do not think that you, but this is a normal time. It is the time that if your hands were laid down and were slack, and the knees was weak, for you to strengthen it, so that that which is lame will not be dislocated. And so we must understand what wisdom is. Wisdom is the very stability of your times. What is going to make this world stable for you is wisdom. Why? The Word of God declares it in, uh, in the book of Proverbs. The book of Proverbs. Chapter number, and I, you know, yeah, I'm just touching on wisdom is, and, and, and we'll get into what we need to say as the tomorrow. And let's look at chapter number, Proverbs chapter number three, verse number nineteen. It says, "The Lord by wisdom have founded the earth." That is why wisdom is stable. The foundation of the earth was laid as a foundation. Just think of it. You are living on a ball that is suspended in the air. Try to do it. <laughs> Take a tennis ball, a golf ball, any ball. And, and, and just fling it like that. Say, stay there. How? You need somebody to... Yes, and by wisdom he found it and he made it stable. He made it to endure and move within the cycle of years. That that one thing is out of course. That those scientists tell us that the earth is moving, tending upward. The whole universe is moving upward towards something. They haven't figured out towards what is it now. We're on a journey as the earth. We don't even know it. First of all, we are going like this now. But you don't know it. But the whole universe is moving north. It's going, it's going like But yet, Courtney, it is stable. How did he do it? Wisdom. Therefore, wisdom is stability. Not only of your times, but what God has used wisdom. And by understanding, he has established it. He made sure it is firm. He can, the rules, the settings, the system is in place. And not only, he established the heavens, the very heavens. And by his knowledge of the depths are broken up and the clouds drop down. The dew. In other words, the cycle is became the increase. The, 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 the cycle of productivity, the cycle of multiplication is by the knowledge of God. And we have to understand this. In, in, in Proverbs chapter number 2, and I, I'm, I'm going to say this and then I'm going to say something else. I wanted to say, in, in Proverbs chapter 2, verse number 6, it 
says, For the Lord giveth wisdom. What does he give? Therefore, James chapter, chapter number 1, verse number 5 says, If any man lacks wisdom, let him ask. For God that giveth without prejudice, without the braiding, without limiting, he gi he'll give you the wisdom. Only if you ask, are you asking? Yes. But God is the giver of wisdom. What is wisdom? What we've seen in the scripture so far, wisdom is stability. Wisdom is the founding ingredient. Wisdom. Wisdom is what you lack in, in this world now. Wisdom is what the world lacks. We saw it a couple of months ago. I think, I think it's somewhere on the 4th or the 11th of October, I think. The wisdom we speak. This is the of this wisdom that we speak. It is, it is a certain type of wisdom. And how they, the, the rulers of the world, the princes of the world, knew this wisdom. They would have never have crucified the Lord of glory. Have they knew, have they understood, have they gnosko? This wisdom, the God, the Sophia of God, they would have never have crucified. Because this wisdom, it looked like foolishness, but it was wisdom. And the wisdom, the wisdom of God, even if God had foolishness, it would be greater than all the wisdom that man has. Otherwise, man's wisdom is the true wisdom. That's why the apostles are called the fleshly wisdom. But here it says that the Lord giveth wisdom. And out of his mouth come knowledge and understanding. So wisdom is an endowment. But when he opens his mouth and you hear his voice, it is called understanding and it's, and it's called knowledge. He layeth up sound wisdom for who? The righteous. So righteousness has an effect. It has its quietness and assurance forever stability. It has to work. It is called peace. Peace is the very thing by which he reigns. He's called the prince of peace. Melchizedek was called the king of Salem, the king of peace. Of course, in the Hebrew verse, Shalom, Shalom. Talks about God's perfect peace, His prosperity, everything going God's way. Which means that it's all for your good. Nothing lacking. No evil, no calamity, no sickness, no disease, no disappointment, no unanswered prayer, no delay. Everything's just moving for you. But it says here, He lays up. In other words, he stole, made an investment for you and me. And we have to understand. Otherwise, we, 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 we have to understand what he's doing. For he is a buckler to them that walketh uprightly. He keepeth the path of judgment and preserveth the way of his saints. And this is the way that God wants want to deal with you and me. Wisdom. First Corinthians. I need to say something, and I, but I want you to see the scripture because I just need to talk. Jesus is Lord. Amen. In first, in, let's go to Ephesians chapter one, rather. I think we'll deal with that. First Corinthians another time. But if you chapter number one, then verse number, verse number, verse number 17. 
but I'm going to read from verse number 15. That says verse. Wherefore I also, after I heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus, in other words, I heard you got born again. I heard that you, get, that you got saved. And the love unto all the saints. He says, Wherefore, just think of it. Wherefore I also, after I heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus. He's not giving a reason now, right? Yeah. All right. And love unto all the saints. What did it say? Cease not to give thanks for you. Why? Because I heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus. And you love unto all the saints. And you love the brethren. And you have a faith in the Lord Jesus. For that purpose I cease not to give thanks for you. Making mention of you in my prayers. What are you? But what? Make them more loving? Give them more faith? He says in verse number seven, what is it? That the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, right? The Father of glory, the Father of the doxa, the Father of the kabod of God, the Father of the very kabod. He says, he says may give unto you the, the numa, the breath, the ruach of wisdom. And revelation in the knowledge of him. So he understood what you now need. You have a faith in the Lord Jesus. You have love for the saints. He said, that's why many of the, the, the people, you know, I, I, I you know, we, we, but first we know that we move from darkness unto life, we move from death unto life, if we love one another. If you love the brethren, you move. He said, you love one another as I have loved you. He laid down his life. But yeah, the apostle Paul says, you love, you love all the saints. I heard of your love for all the saints. He said, I love, and it's not that you just love us. It, it, it is not the, the love for like for a child. It is not even, even it is not even the, the, the love as, as for a husband or for, or for a brother. It is the very agape. So I heard about your God kind of love for the saints of God. Now I give thanks for you. I say, God, thank you for that. He said, you have faith. Our faith is impossible to please God. Faith is a substance. He brings hope for the evidence of he's not seen. The spirit of faith is therefore I believe and therefore I speak. Because you overcome the world even now. But he says now, if faith and love would have done it, he would have been praying for more. He would be crying for more. He said, I cease not. He said, yeah. He said, I cease not. He said, to give thanks to you, making mention of you in my prayer. He said, I do it nonstop. I pray without ceasing. And he said, what am I praying for you? I pray that God may grant you what? The spirit of wisdom. And revelation and the knowledge of him. You need that so you need to lack wisdom. After you see another thing, your love is your faith is commendable. It is praiseworthy. It is thankworthy. You're, you're agape for the saints of God. But the one thing now to move forward, to, 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 to be valuable, 
to make an impact, not to die and succumb, not to go under now you need. Because remember, he goes on to say, now finally, brethren, be strong in the Lord and the power of his mind. Why? Because we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against power and blood. But in the evil day, you may be able, having done all, you may be able to stand, stand therefore. He, he said to them, but in chapter 2 already, he tells them, verse number 2, this is the prince of, of, of the power of the air, but walk in the sons of disobedience. He was saying, look here, for you to make and overcome in this time. In Ephesians chapter number 5, you will be telling them, make the most buy up every caros yeah. of the days of evil yeah. he said be foolish but deserve what the will of the Lord is and the whole pattern of the whole epistle of Ephesians goes on because uh, he said it in verse in chapter 1 verse number 3 that God is blessed of every spiritual blessing heaven blessed in Christ and it's for the hour that we are living in and the time that they were living in because of the warfare that they were in and what they needed to bring and manifest. Because God through them wanted to show and make known unto God's intent is that through them, God will make known unto principalities and powers. The man in the heavenly spheres and heavenly realm, the manifold Sophia of God. God's will is not to rapture you. God's will is for you while you are now seeing the shaking happening in the world to bring the Sophia, the multi, the dynamic, the many dimensions of the Sophia of God to reveal them and make them known to the principalities and power, not, not the president of the nations, but the principalities and powers in the heavenly realm. He's saying that you, you, you are moving in another realm. If you're busy with people on the earth and you're wondering the wisdom, you, you've, uh, you, you are still living in the earthly realm. It says that the, the, the God had intended, as I threw the Bible church, he, I said it in 2015 already there in the fellowship, that God Almighty wants to bring forth through the church and bring a revelation, an apocalypse to principalities and powers in the heavenly realm. These angelic princes that, that, that the angel that came to, to, to Daniel wrestled with for 21 days. These ones that were there, as, as, as the, the morning star, as, as the sun, as they clapped hands where God was making the earth, and they saw God made the world, and they saw God make man, and these ones that were there from the beginning, and the sons of God left the estate, and they mingled with the daughters of, of men, and these ones, this realms, this fellowship, this kind of beings, by the church, God will reveal the manifold Sophia, the manifold wisdom of God. He will give him an apocalypse. He will give him a bright light. He will give him a, a surge of divine enlightenment. They think they know, they know not. Why? He dwells in unapproachable light. But he have come. Unto Mount Zion. You have been brought near, once very far off, now being brought near by the blood of Jesus. We are being accessed by the same Spirit unto the Father. I am the way, the truth, and the life. So the Holy Ghost now, he testified that the way is now open with, with the body, with the ripping up of his flesh. Then we have boldness, he says, enter into the Holy Ghost. By the blood of Jesus. You see, there is a dimension in God that must be brought. But the one thing that he was praying here for is, is, is the spirit of wisdom. 
Isaiah chapter number 11. And we'll close our scripture reading by this scripture, I believe. In Isaiah 11 verse number 1, talking about Jesus the Messiah, Isaiah by the Spirit speaking. And they shall come forth a rod out of, out, of, uh, uh, out of the stem of Jesse, and a branch shall grow from out of his roots. And the spirit of the Lord shall rest upon him, the spirit of wisdom and understanding, the spirit of counsel and might, the spirit of knowledge and of the fear of the Lord. And shall make him of quick understanding in the fear of the Lord. And he shall not judge of the sight of his ears, of the sight of his eyes, neither reprove of the hearing of his ears, but with righteousness shall he judge the poor, and reprove with equity for the meek of the earth, and he shall smite the earth with the rod of his mouth, and with the breath of his lips shall he slay the wicked, and the righteousness shall be his girdle of his, of his loins, and faithfulness the girdle of his reins. You see that in Revelation chapter number 19. There. But what is this called? The spirit of wisdom. You see, Wisdom is stability. We understand, the Bible says. By faith, we understand that what is seen was made for that which is not seen. But it was moved and fashioned from all the world by the Word of God. Wisdom, if you read wisdom, wisdom tells you. The wisdom was there when he found it did everything. Because he did it, he did it by wisdom, isn't it? Wisdom is a spirit. And you need to understand this. Wisdom is not merely knowing what to do when we don't know what to do. Wisdom isn't merely the application of knowledge. Wisdom is a spirit. Amen. Wisdom is God's spirit. Amen. Therefore, in First Corinthians, like I said, like I said, I'll try to close with that. First Corinthians chapter number one. In First Corinthians chapter number one, we are almost done. First Corinthians chapter number one and verse. Number 13. But of him are he in Christ Jesus, who of God is made unto us wisdom, and the righteousness and sanctification and the redemption. But according as it is written, he the glory of let him glory, let him doxa in the Lord. And it says that he has become unto us, who has made unto us wisdom. How? Because inside of him is he all the treasures of wisdom. He is wisdom to us. Wisdom is a spirit. You must understand the type of Christianity that we believe. We are experienced, I have experienced it from a youth. Christianity is a lie. 
Christianity is the most real faith, if you will, to the senses. There is no other faith as real, as evidently apparent to the physical five senses as Christianity. If your Christianity doesn't, is not real to your five senses, it is not true Christianity. If your Christianity is you making yourself believe in what you cannot feel or hear or see, it is not through faith and it's definitely not through Christianity. If the Jesus you have and claim to know is not evident to your five senses, it is the wrong Jesus change your Jesus. Now faith is the substance other words, it's substance. It can be measured using specific tools. We can measure how many milliliters of water, how many cubic meters of water is in the dam. Therefore, people wanted to say day zero because it was measurable. Christianity, that faith in Jesus, is a spiritual substance. It is the evidence, evidence, proof, not circumstantial evidence, not just mere, is it hearsay? No. It is evidence. Presented to the five senses. Does not Hebrews 2 verse number 4 tell you that? Can you turn there, my brother? Hebrews chapter 2 verse number 4. What does it say, verse? I'm going to read from verse number 1 for completeness sake. Therefore we ought to give the more earnest heed to the things which, which we have heard. Lest at any time we should let them slip. For if the word spoken by angels was steadfast and everything transgression, disobedience received the just recompense of reward, how shall we escape if we neglect so great salvation? Which at the first began to be spoken by the Lord and was confirmed unto us by them that heard him. So now it was confirmed by them as witnesses that heard him. We did not hear him, it said. They heard him. Our evidence was only them. Because they were there the three and a half years there. They were there. They could speak to Mary. And Mary could tell them of the great visitation of, of the angel Gabriel. They could locate Elizabeth or some family there of John 
They can even talk to John and say, how did the angel Gabriel appear to your father there in the temple? They were there, they could gather evidence by what others tell them. And then they could see Jesus, touch Jesus. They were there, Peter said, on the mount we were there, we beheld the glory. And so at first, it says here, at the first, at the first, at the first began to be spoken by the, uh, by the Lord. And was confirmed unto us by them that heard him. And then verse number four is what makes Christianity Christianity. And God also bearing them witness. Both of what? Both signs and wonders and with diverse miracles and gifts of the Holy Ghost according to his own will. God bears them and these signs shall follow them that be. He says, go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. And they that believe will repent and be baptized shall be saved. And these signs, these physical evidences, these proofs to the five senses shall accompany them that believe. In my name, Mr. of demons. Why? Because the demon is evident to the five senses. The demons cry out. The demons cause the person to foam in the mouth and throw them into, uh, in, into the fire. They came and knew it was a problem because the senses told the father, your child has a problem. He told the physicians in the Davis, man's son has a problem. The woman which he caused are seven devils. Everybody, she knows he has a problem. He doesn't have to believe it. It is evident. The whole society knows they have a problem because they can't believe it. The man at the gathering, they lived among the tombs, I was tied with chains. The reason they tied him with chains is not because they believed he had a devil. They knew he had one. And so Jesus said that in my name you will cast out demons. To say that it is evident. It is, it is evident. Why? Because it is to the five senses. You will pick up the serpent because the serpent can be perceived and found by the five senses. Pour in the sticks. Poison. Whenever poison comes with the air and you must breathe it in. Whether it poison hangs in the air for 8 minutes, 30 minutes, and 8 hours. Poison. Poison, but negatively, what does poison do? It hampers, paralyzes, fights against. It brings, handicaps the function of the human body. In order to weaken it, in order to kill it and destroy it. Poison. Call it whatever name you call it. Actually, the real poison, nuclear, toxic, neurotoxins, chemical warfare, is, it ain't coming in a bottle. Do you understand this? It is airborne. It is what the world wants, right? 
chemical warfare. Everybody, the one that has the weapon, the perfect weapon of chemical, to be able to transfer something into the air that enters the body of somebody and kills that people. The ultimate weapon. To move like the, to the air, to move like the wind, to be like God. To be an invisible enemy that cannot be countered. Poison. But you shall drink in it deadly. And you shall lay hands upon the sick and be able to recover. How do you know they're sick? The, the, the five senses tell you they are sick. So Christianity, and it goes on to say a verse there in the, in the book of Mark there. I'm trying to stay away from my Bible. In my Bible, it keeps on speaking. In Mark 16, verse number 20, it says, And they went forth and preached everywhere, with the, where the Lord working with them, confirming the word with what? With signs following. Christianity is supposed to be alive to your senses. God, Christianity is alive. To the five senses. Faith can be physically perceived, physically found. Our thinking, we're not busy with a mythological faith. It's mystical, but not mythological. And you have to understand everything about Christianity is tangible. Is it not? Is everything but Christ not tangible? What did they seek on earth to do? They came to be here and to be healed. Two things they besieged him. Can you touch us? Or can we touch you? And as many as he laid hands upon God healed, many as touched him got healed. To the woman of the issue of blood, he, he said, immediately she felt whole in, in herself. And Jesus, who touched me? Huh? Who believed in me? Who believed me when they couldn't see and feel me? We believe that you healed. Anybody out there? It would have been everyone. But it's I felt virtue. Go out of me. I felt it. He had a spiritual, with a physical, a literal, tangible perception of virtue. And so what, when you, when you, when you I, I do never want you for one moment to misunderstand our Christianity. I'm not asking you to believe in Santa Claus. I'm not asking you to believe in not preaching a God, but it's asking that of you. 
you must understand that. We are called the empowered church. We have another banner here. But called the empowered church. Why? Because the word of God declares in Ephesians chapter 3 verse number 20. That God is able. He has the potential to do physically. And that exceedingly abundantly above, super abundantly above, the Amplifier said, above what you can imagine and pray. But why is it we don't experience super abundant answers to our, imagine, to our prayer, to our imagination, let alone to our prayers? Infinitely more is his potential. Why is he performing thus in such a low potential? Why is he not maximizing this potential to the degree now that they ask, where is your God? When Elisha asked the question, the, the Jordan River split further and hither. They could not dispute the God of Moses. Israel had a visible God while they were moving through the wilderness. It was a pillar of fire by night and a cloud by day. Jericho understood it. All the ites, the giants in the land understood it. You have the great stories of the Bible. The Philistines and the Tamar. Samson, all these ones that were there, David, you knew the great songs of David. But why is God in our day? Even Nicodemus said to Jesus, I know where no man can do his miracles because unless God be with him. They knew how God anointed you with the Holy Spirit, going to all healing, all the press of the devil, because God was. And so God was performing with Jesus at optimum potential. John says, if all he said or did was put in books, I suppose that the whole world could not be able to contain it. Jesus operated at a certain capacity. And then he said, greater work than these. And so God, and so we are called the empowered church because God still has a potential that he has not been able to op operate under and manifest. We are here to manifest the potential of God. We are here so that nobody can accuse him of being an underachiever. We don't want them when they mock him at the end of days. They mock him and they fail him because he gets an F. When the principalities and powers, these evil ones, before they are condemned to the lake of fire with the master, the devil, must not they cry out and say, you have underachieved. 
you should send yourself with us. Because we have achieved it. We have overperformed, we've excelled. We have deceived the whole world and, and deceived the church. We are called the empowered church because God has the potential store to do more. Yes. Exceedingly abound for what we can imagine of. According to what? According to the power, the dunamis. That is the word we were energized. And so we understand that, that there is an X factor. There's a variable there. God is a fixed. The fact that God has potential, it is fixed. We know it for a fact and a certainty. If he flung the stars into the sky and he made this earth that, we, that for thousands of years we cannot even begin to comprehend as men, as men, as human beings. So we know that there were times in history that he performed at, a, at, at maximum. The maximum that he chose to perform at. But there is a variable, and that variable is energy. His omnipotence, the word dunamis, is the word ability. Ability as in potential. Ability as in capacity. Huh? But, and so it is, his capacity is fixed. He cannot increase in capacity because that means he can improve that he's no longer perfect. But the variable is energy. Energy varies. And so we are saying we are the energized. We have a church energized with power. We have our potential is being energized. Our potential, our, our potential is being put at work. We, our potential is in motion. Power in. But, and so that's who we are. And so when I talk about wisdom, never think, if I talk about anything from this pulpit, I am talking about some principles. You see, so when I use amazing wisdom, if I, if I mention power, hey, if I say, I've, now we're going to demonstrate power, let's go. People get excited, what power? But if I say, let's demonstrate wisdom, let's apply knowledge. Let's apply knowledge. No, please, not wisdom. If I say choose between wisdom and power. If I just say that, let's, let's uh, switch off. It is time to prophesy. Hey! Look here, look here! Yay! We will rather have that anytime, prophet. Please, not wisdom, please. Here I happens. I said power. Demonstration and power conference. <laughs> Abundance of prophecy conference. But wisdom, you know why? 
because our Christianity is principles and not life. And so when I talk about wisdom, I talk about everything God does. The reason why I stretch my hand and you move while me touching you is nothing to do with power. I said it already, right? Power is not involved. Is that power there? It's wisdom. The reason why a man can say, I'm standing 90 degrees perpendicular. And people say, oh, what is, yeah, yeah, it's not power, it's wisdom. There is a, there is, you can actually now see it here. There's a certain that you can even move your spiritual, your physical body. And heaven will be, the reasons will begin to see straight into the heaven, to a high heaven. But what is that? Is that power? No. Is that magic? No. For his, he gives. What does he give freely? Did, did, he ask, did he say, ask me for power? He didn't, he even said, I asked for the, for, for the Holy Ghost. I prayed for the Holy Ghost for you. You must tarry. But the one thing he told us to ask for. Wisdom. What was the apostle praying? Wisdom. Anything that you need to know. Anything that you need to do. Wisdom. It is spiritual substance it says Joshua the son of Nun was was full of the spirit of wisdom because Moses taught him the principles of Jehovah Moses sat with him and said this is how you move the angel Moses this is what you how you how you made the water split no Moses just took his hands like And the man was full of the ruach of Hachma. Just full of wisdom. Full of the spirit of wisdom. With a simple laying of hands. What went into Joshua? Wisdom, the, the ruach, the breath, the wind. And he was full now. And what did God say to him? As I was with Moses. So he comes to the Jordan. To sanctify yourself. Moses had a rod. He didn't use the rod. He says, my presence I'll go with you. And I will bring you in. He said, the priest, touch. He said, the wood, the, 
it's split because the presence with you. Wisdom. How did Jehoshaphat win the battle? Armies? Wisdom. The singers shall go first. Judas shall go first. And the angels stare. And these guys start fighting one another. Confusion. That was the Gideon there. The sword of the Lord of Gideon. And this guy started. Wisdom. So when we say wisdom conference, we're not talking about principles here. Although wisdom is the principal thing. It is principles of wisdom. No, no, no. That is where they took out the spirit. The Lord spoke to me in April. It was the 27th of April of 2015. And the, the Spirit of the Lord, the angel of the Lord, came into my, I was praying all night prayer. I was getting ready for a journey that I would take. I would take that 1st of May of 2015 in obedience to the voice of the Holy Ghost. I was about to move in the season of importation. Starting the month before that, I was going into heavenly visions, heavenly encounters. But in April, I was spending time with the Lord. If I am correct, the first ones on the Friday, 30th was on Thursday. The 29th, of course, was then the Wednesday. The 28th was then, was then the, the, of course, the Tuesday. And the 27th was the Monday. It was a public holiday. Freedom Day. And during the night of Freedom Day, I was praying. My wife went to sleep with them, the little girl, and Samuel in the womb. And I was there praying, and the atmosphere changed, and the Lord began to speak, and began to share with me by his messenger, many things will come upon the earth, and I'll roll eventually in the long term on the planet. But something that he spoke there, he said, which we have not done with and touched at all, I wish, I think, maybe we'll deal with it on business day. That workshop, maybe, in May. And the Lord began to take me through the scripture. And the Lord spoke to me something. He says, the church is filled with divineness. I said, Lord, what do you mean? He said, they have taken these motivational speakers and business gurus and brought them into my church. It is divination. They're divining and calling up another spirit. And he says, my, my, my people are disarmed. They have no weapons to succeed in business. They are doing it the world's way. You know why? Principles of wisdom. Instead of wisdom being the principle. The Holy Ghost is being removed. There's no longer spirit of wisdom. 
you can go to most well-known preachers, business people, marketplace people, the majority of them. They, when they do, you, you, you don't know, they'll tell you they so at a business school or whatever academy they have or whatever school they have, they teach you principles. They don't introduce you to a spirit. They teach you principles of wisdom. Not the spirit of wisdom. They teach you principles of business, not the spirit of the business. The greatest businessman ever, if you can call him a man, is Jehovah God. Every dimension, every fashion, everywhere, it is Jesus. Nobody greater, nobody stronger, no more than Jesus. Wisdom is not, we're not talking about principles of wisdom. Wisdom principles. Wisdom principles can work. So, if you had a chicken that laid eggs, and the chicken laid eggs, and out of the chicken comes more eggs, and more chicken comes out of that eggs, right? And so he goes on. And you can take that little baby chicken, and you still have the other chicken laying the eggs. The chicken that you can still eat, and there's still more chickens coming. It's alive. And that baby chicken can grow up and be that, that, that hen and give more chickens, bring forth more life. But even dead, it is of value. Beef or chicken. You eat, you eat. Because the chicken has given its life for you. You eat and you still live because of that chicken. The nutrients, your body breaks down to give you the energy to continue your body to function. You live. It's the dead chicken so benefits you. So principles of wisdom so benefit you. But you need more principles. So now we have to... Deal with the same principles in another way. So today we say, we say, um, um, uh, the principles of wisdom. Tomorrow is the principles of prudence. You see, it's the same thing, but we keep to, get to sustain you. We must give you more principles. Until you have books, like I have at the house, of leadership and wisdom and business as. After a while, I just buy them because of an addiction. I need a deliverance. So I would just buy books. I would then have to go, if I'm out of town, I, it was like a, I went there to buy books. I would just buy books and books and books until I had to buy extra suitcase for all the books. But now that I've read it, but why did I need to accumulate? Because it contains principles. I need more principles. But when you speak in tongues, how many books do you still need to speak in other tongues? 
When he got saved, how many principles did you follow to get the new life? Is that not the wisdom of God? Yes. He ended the, the principal thing. There are ordinances and principles that every day we have to follow. Moses kept on adding one law upon another. One sacrifice upon another sacrifice. And God's wisdom was in his son, one sacrifice, perfect, spotless lamb. And that same is in us, us, us now, Christ in us. What I do every day is not new principles, but it's an attempt every time to introduce you to the spirit of wisdom, to the spirit of counsel, to the spirit of knowledge, to the spirit of might. To the spirit of understanding, the spirit of the fear of the Lord, to the spirit of Jehovah, of Yahweh. Because the control doesn't rest upon principles. The government rests upon his shoulders. The peace is not in the principle, it is in the prince. He is still the extraordinary strategist, the wonderful counselor. Him, not in the principles of counsel, he is the counselor. He says, the Lord God, mighty in counsel, wonderful, is a mighty working, wonderful in counsel. I think, I think Jeremiah puts it the other way around. And what Isaiah puts it. This conference, it is not about the principle of wisdom. It is about Christ who is our wisdom. It is about the spiritual substance. As I speak here, this remaining five nights, even this, this year. It is the heart of God that the spirit of wisdom will be transferred to you. It may come through my mouth, through, you, through your ears. It may come as you gaze and your spiritual eyes open and your spirit catches something of the glory, of the shining that is in the face of Jesus Christ. Maybe it is in the laying of hands. But when you're done here, you should be walking away with the spirit of wisdom. The spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. The eyes, uh, Paul said, of your understanding being enlightened, flooded with life. That you might know. That you might know. Not that you may go and practice. It says that you might know. Let me read it and we closing with verse hallelujah. We are out of time. Glory be to the name of the Master Jesus. It says verse in verse number 17. This is I pray, never ceasing to make mention of you, my prayers, but God. Of our Lord Jesus, the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give you unto, unto you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of Him. The eyes of your understanding being enlightened, that you may know, that you may idol, you may perceive 
What is the hope of his calling? What is the, the riches of the glory of his inheritance? And what is the, inex, the exceeding greatness of his power to us would who believe? That potential, you, you understand what he would speak about in chapter 3, verse number 20. It says, uh, uh, it says uh, uh, um, to the working of his mighty power, right? which you wrought in Christ, to the working, it is there, he's, he's, he's not, what is that looking for? He said that the power there, the, the, the word power there is the word dunamis. He says that, and that, what, that you may know, become aware, what, what is the exceeding greatness of his dunamis, of his potential. To what effect? He says, to the working, to the energy of, of his mighty power. He wants to the point that you must know. You must become aware of it, of the potential of God. Unto, so that you can get to the working of it. That same power that he energized in Christ when he raised him from the dead. Took him right from out of the grave, right to the right hand of majesty. We, and made him to be the head for the church. The church, the fullness of, of him, who fill of everything everywhere with himself. The fullness of him who fill of all in all. You see, this is the hope of this conference. Amen. That God may give unto you the spirit of wisdom and revelation and the knowledge of him. That the eyes of your understanding may be flooded with light. That you may come to a spiritual perception, a real perception. That Jesus found the, the virtue flowed out, uh, flow out of his body into the woman and make, uh, made her uh, make a whole. In the same manner that you may become aware of what the inheritance already given to you in Christ Jesus uh, on the inside of you. That you may kind of understand the very hope, uh, the very expectation of the upward call of God. It says, holy brethren, it says, partakers of the heavenly calling if you, you see that's how you see visions of heaven it's because in Hebrews 3 verse number 1 it says holy brother partakers of the heaven consider him Jesus Christ the, 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 the apostle and the high priest of your confession oh if you understood you would, you, you would be moving in Mount Zion like this your eyes will be seeing like this you see, so you must know that your eyes must be in. We are to dealing with substance this week. Spiritual substance. You see, in the prophetic, you see, these things we don't say, what are we going to do on, on, in February? You know, what are we going to do? The Lord doesn't work that way. We don't work. Let's go. What are we gonna? No. I am told. Wisdom conference. Yeah. I may not even ask why. I know he knows best. Then one moment he said it is. In the next moment he says uh, it is promotion time. Yeah. Just, 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 just figure. But he's already said you will become number one in twenty one. You see. I just, I, as a job, as a prophet, is to step between the visible and the invisible and communicate what God says, not to, not to decipher it, just to say, God said, and be obedient. I'm going to be measured not on my, on my cleverness, on my wittiness, but my obedience to Him. It's going to be, a, must, be, must be a well done. I must be found good and faithful as a steward. And so that is what. Right? So then suddenly, I was, I was with the Lord in prayer. 
And he says, what is wisdom? I said, wisdom? Immediately I said, I think I answered this question. I said, wisdom is the principal thing. He says, what does this principle mean? On top, print, number one. So, he says, no, 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 what must you get? Wisdom. With all that getting, get what? Why? Because it's the principle. She says, love me and I will exalt you. Proverbs. The voice of wisdom. And I will fill your treasuries. My heels are better than rubies and diamonds and gold and silver and all the precious metals you can think of. Nothing that you desire, wisdom says, can compare with me. The Lord says, well, so, so, so what, make, what will I use to make my people number one in 21? The spiritual substance. The spirit of wisdom. That created every living thing in the sea. Now, then the lights go on. Okay. That's why it's number one in 21. That's why it's, that's why it's promotion time. Why? Because wisdom says, love me and I will promote you. Yeah. Then I stand up in promotion time and he said, look at wisdom and favor. We're busy with spiritual substance. If a prophecy comes your way, it is wisdom. If an impartation or anything gives, moves into you, it is wisdom. Wisdom is the conduit that brought that to you. Wisdom is what will move and cause it to activate in your life. No matter how, long, how it will come to you this week. Wisdom is a spirit. Wisdom is alive. The Lord is wisdom. You must understand these things. We're not into principles. We're into the principle. His name is Jesus. I need the number one. But in all things, he may have preeminence. He is the prince of the kings of the earth. He is the prince. Here we introduce you to the prince. But you need him this hour. Because wisdom is the stability of your time. Wisdom and knowledge. You're going to need it. More than you can imagine. Let's stand. Thank you for listening to this message, and we hope it has been a blessing to you. Our goal is to change the way you see and know Jesus. Leaving your life empowered, envisioned and enriched. For more messages by Prophet Ryan Jacobs or for more information about the Empowered Church go to www.empoweredchurch.com or view our YouTube channel, Empowered Church TV. Feel free to come join our life-changing services.